up everyone welcome back to watch with sound my name is josh landicho and with me is carmela ocampo and on today's episode we have a special treat of a film being that we follow this franchise very closely the first one is a spe- has a special place in our hearts um, for us and maybe you too audience but we are doing the new scream film scream six directed by matt bettinelli open and tyler gillette starring melissa barrera jenna ortega courtney cox jasmine savoy brown mason gooding jack champion liana liberto and dermot Mulroney. now before we get into the meat and potatoes of the film carmella what were your expectations your preconceived notions your context how did you feel before you watched the movie scream six I felt very excited. I was, yeah, I was pretty stoked for this movie. I think the trailers were pretty cool. I just like, I think I just liked the revival of the franchise in general, like from last year and just seeing where that story was gonna go. Um, I feel like horror is like, been having a good kick the past couple years. So I don't know. I think I was just like generally very excited to be a fan of this franchise and this movie coming out. And then like, I guess my expectations, I don't know if they were high, like medium to high maybe. Cause I, I heard a lot of good things before like seeing this movie, maybe I shouldn't have looked, but I was like, oh shit, this movie's getting a lot of good reviews. Tisk, it's probably tisk. gonna be good. It got me- mistake. It got me more excited, I don't know. But it was good, it ended up totally fine. Totally fine. But yeah, how did how did you feel? prior to um or hearing that this movie was coming out being a fan of horror right now of this franchise so after scream 5 i think uh the news broke out that this was being made really quickly i think and i was very excited then but then coming closer to like the release of the film i was like kind of trying to like keep my expectations kind of low not try to get too excited for it because like in my head right scream 5 was really really good and then, you know, usually with these things, when it comes to like remakes, sequels, requels, whatever you want to call it, the second one isn't as good. It kind of like flops. I mean, like with the recent Halloween in history too, like there's always like a remake or a requel, whatever. And the second one's always not as good. Even even like Scream 2, I feel like a lot of people did like that one, but compared to like Scream 1, it wasn't as good. So for myself, I was just very much like cautious about it. Like I didn't want to get too excited about it. I don't want to like get my hopes up and then be disappointed. I tried to avoid anything about this movie. I watched the trailer once and then had to watch it with other movie screenings. But I was trying to like keep my knowledge of this movie as little as possible. Um, not like Carmelo over there looking up and seeing the reviews and stuff like that. I may have heard one thing that it was like good or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, don't tell me!" Oh I was like, "I was like, stop! Nope, no, nope, stop it there!" Like, I don't, I don't want to hear anything about it. But I kept my expectations very low. I didn't want this to, you know, make me sad because obviously it's a, a very special franchise in my heart and in my eyes. But yeah, so I was just trying to keep it cool, you know. I don't want to like get too excited. But with that, I guess we could get into the film. But before that. I just want to warn everyone right now, we're going to get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched the film Scream 6 yet, pause the episode right here. Watch the movie, come back, listen to us. If you want to spoil it for yourself for whatever reason, go right ahead. But I suggest, and I assume Carmelo suggests, that you don't spoil it for yourselves and you go watch the film. So with that, Carmelo, do you want to give a little plot summary of the film Scream 6? In the next installment, the survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Whoa! Oh no, not New York City! Bad traffic! Oh no! And other things, New York. Expensive living, oh, housing, oh no! <laughs> definitely a problem. That's definitely a problem. Let's go there. Okay. <laughs> and I guess with that, Carmela. <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I guess with that, Carmela, how did you feel about Scream 6 after walking out of the theater and thinking about it? I I really liked it. I, I think it was, like, really scary, like, genuinely scary and not as fun, but I think in the best way. I feel like they really, like, up the ante in terms of, like, 
the brutality of like the kills which i feel like people i feel like people are getting back into slashers these days i don't know and like this one definitely wasn't like as funny or like comedic there were like very small moments but they definitely focused on the scares and like the tension and the brutality and i feel like it really paid off in the end and yeah i don't know i think with the storyline i i don't think i minded that they basically pulled a similar trick out of like the history of the franchise like i didn't really mind it for some reason i think it made sense and it worked well yeah i don't know like it's weird for me to say I had fun with this movie, but I generally had fun with this movie in terms of, like, being scared. Like, I had fun, like, oh my god, like, actually feeling fear. And I was, like, clenching, like, you know, like, my, like, asshole. And I was like, oh my god, like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> like, there, there's, like, a specific scene, like, I think we'll talk about later with, like, um, the ladder and, like, this girl's, like, who got gutted, she's trying to get out. I think that was probably, like, the peak peak scare for me or like the most tense scene in the film and I liked it I liked that there was like a set piece like that so yeah definitely did not disappoint I'm glad I had high expectations because they paid off but yeah how did you feel about this movie I felt really really good I'm glad I kept my expectations low um (laughs) maybe that's why I kind of like put this movie more on a pedestal now but like you said like it's it was a good comeback to like a slasher film that we all know and love it had all the it had the recipe for a screen film apart from being like goofy and funny which is interesting but you had all the meta-ness you had like all the 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 horror tropes put in there like now that they're a bigger quote-unquote franchise now like they focus more on that kind of trope apart from like not being a horror film like they kind of have to focus on being this ginormous like series franchise now which is really funny probably one of the best intros as like people who watch scream know the intros are always like the best part or like always like the the opening scenes are always like the the things that kind of define the films but yeah just coming out of it i was just so hopeful i was so happy (laughs) and so stoked because i i was also stoked because i know the next day when we watched the next day i was gonna watch it again with sophia and it was a difficult like 24 hours not talking to Sophia about it just because like <laughs> we love the series we love the franchise and like it, it was always a thing for us to talk about it. so like when I saw them I was like uh hey what's up uh how's this weather I was like trying to like steer the conversation like oh yeah yeah Carmelo's <laughs> cool Shay's cool Staley's yeah they're cool mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. that was my night um <laughs> I was really trying to like hold it in because I didn't want to like skew her view of the movie or their opinion about it and stuff like that so I was like very, very scared that like I was going to say something or like just offhandly say something and like be like, oh, no, that's from the movie and then like ruin it. But, but yeah, I did was you just, keep it in? Did you slip? I did. No, I kept, I kept it in. I kept it in pretty well. I was very like okay. aware of what I was gonna, I was going to say and not say. We actually didn't even talk about it whatsoever. Like we just didn't like it. It was never mentioned. Uh, OK, that's good. Yeah. So yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Whew, it was so hard. But yeah, I guess like just starting off that with the opening scene, I think it's weird that like that's something that we expect now is for scream to have this like crazy opening scene because i feel like no other slashers have that sort of like constant theme or constant like scene that they could look forward to or know is going to happen but man like i think the fun thing about this opening scene or opening kills i guess was that like it was also a switch up like we are shown some more weaving which is also cool to see Samara Weaving in their films again. She's in Ready or Not, which is like one of their first films, I believe. It was fun seeing her and like finally her being in the film. And then like it plays into this like blind date. She walks out of the restaurant and she and she's like, oh, it's red. And the, and the guy's like, I don't see anything red. Uh, and then we find out that she's like a university professor for slashers and like how it affects people who watch it and how it opens up like an artistic representation and stuff like that, and, which is hilarious first and foremost. Cause like, you know, it's the meta-ness of it, of, of her be- teaching slashers and being a prime victim for a slasher that's going to happen. And not to mention too, like a lot of the screams always have classes or people that are experts on these type of things um, in different aspects of it. So that was fun. And then we get to the scary alleyway scene. She gets killed and the person that kills her says the really dope line of now i see something red which i was like oh fuck i was like just like laughing to myself (laughs) 
like really stoked about the scene and then um it turns into another opening scene where like he goes home the killer goes home we know who the killer is they go home and then they ultimately ultimately go through the whole phone scene and then die as well so i guess with that carmela how did you feel about this scene how do you feel about it being one of the best like is it also one of the best for you how do you feel about also like the exterior meta-ness that came into this part of the film it being the beginning but yeah how did you feel about that sort of intro scene and how this like sort of uh introduced the movie i loved it i loved being like fooled like that like because like you said i think scream has established like kind of a formula with this opening sequence and like kind of set an expectation for the audience like there will be an opening sequence it's kind of going to like define the rest of the movie and like you know yada 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 like i love that you know ghost the first ghost face takes his mask off and you're like wait what the fuck <laughs> i was like oh shit like this is crazy it's different from um, the other movies it's gonna be about a guy we know like, who's a killer what? and it's funny too because this dude that was the killer has been on the like marketing a lot like the trailers we see this dude as like a constant character in the marketing oh yeah yeah so i was like oh shit like is this how that it's gonna go on yeah that was smart i didn't even remember that and yeah i like how uh samara weaving plays like this university professor who like supposedly should know everything about slashers and you know serial killers and whatnot and i just liked how that was like a stand-in for like what the audience knows like us as the audience and then her getting killed is like basically our expectations getting killed and we're like whoa what the fuck he goes home and like yeah they go through the like another opening sequence basically and yeah i don't know it was a it was a cool switch up I, I feel like I wasn't scared for the guy because I hated him at that point. I was like, oh, I kind of hope he gets killed like because he's terrible. So it was kind of like an interesting switch up too in that sense where I was almost rooting for Ghostface. Yeah, how did you feel, how did you feel about that, that second opening sequence, I guess? So like for sure, I was like, oh, this dude's dead. Like we all knew, we all knew like what was happening, the whole phone conversation. Um, I did love the like the sort of conversation they had at the beginning where he's like, you're not supposed to use the voice on me, man. Like it sounded like they were a couple, I'm not sure if they were, but they acted as if like they were partners and something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You're not supposed to like, not over the phone. Like it kind of felt like that sort of <laughs> partner duo ship. But then like you quickly understood like, Oh, this dude's going to die. And, and how that sort of played out was really fantastic. Just him recognizing who this person is like, Oh, you're a killer. How did it feel? Kind of turned it over on him where he's like, do you feel like an animal now? I think his name is Jason. And something I really, really love and kind of want to touch upon more is like the part where he's like, what about Richie's Phil or Richie's movie? And then the ghost face like takes the knife. He's like, fuck the movies. And then slashes his throat and like does this, the classic slash into like the title screen. I'm like, fuck, that's so sick. And like the whole, again, the whole metalness of it, like fuck the movies. Like, and, and that whole like statement of it is really, really fantastic and really fun and again you could probably hear me laughing to myself because of how like much i loved it but i also just wanted to like touch upon like how this movie like you said was more scary than fun it wasn't as funny as humorous as the previous ones and i kind of like having like a theory of this and especially with that opening scene i feel like uh the directors are finally trying to like hone in this franchise as their own like i feel like the way that this movie felt and this way that the movie like played out it felt like it was like Matt and Tyler, the, the directors, their version of like turning the tide of like, okay, we paid our respects to the rest Craven, but now Scream is going to be our franchise from here on out. And I love that. Like, um, that's how it kind of felt for me, especially because it was so gory, so brutal, so scary, intense that like, I didn't even care that the, the humor and the fun funniness wasn't there. I had a lot of fun being scared again and being scared in this movie. And in my head too, like maybe I'm reaching, but when that part happens where like he's like fuck the movies it's kind of like kind of giving a middle finger not a middle finger but kind of taking a jab at like the previous films that happened or, or films that were made before but also of course like commenting on the idea of netflix series and, and shows that are constantly being made into to show like movies made into shows and having a limited series which i feel like that's sort of the same jab too but in my head that's sort of like them kind of giving them giving everyone the audience and, and us like fuck the movies this is our turn now like it reminds me of uh the shining where like stanley kubrick p 
puts I think a yellow bug, which was driven in the actual movie by Steve, or actual book in Steve by Stephen King, where like the main character drives that yellow buggy, and they didn't show it until then. And when they did show it, it was like flipped over, and that was sort of like Stanley Kubrick's way of like telling Stephen King like this is my movie, like this is not like based on your stuff, this is mine. This is where like I kind of felt that moment for for Matt and Tyler to to tell us like yo, this is gonna be a movie that like is ours now. And like I don't know, I, I just kind of feel like that matches up because this movie felt a lot different from the rest of the screen films, and I, I feel like it kind of like was is about to turn the tide where they could build something new off this. They could build something that is still scream, but in their eyes, a different way of like creating slashes and creating Ghostface in a way that like is different from how he viewed him before, which is really fun, and I think that's really really cool. Um, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Matt and Tyler standing on the film? how they're going to turn it to their direction and how they kind of traded that like humor and fun for more tense and scary. How do you feel about like sort of direction they're going and, and if they have the chaps to continue this franchise chaps. Yeah. I, I like your theory. I like that. Like if they, if this is their way of like taking kind of ownership of like this franchise and calling it their own, they definitely like, set the tone pretty well like from the start i think even like from that line even because i feel like this movie played out very unexpectedly i feel like it played i feel like it played with me personally like constantly and i really didn't know like what to expect but i think it's because they constantly like played that up they're like you know what anything could happen like literally anyone could die like fuck the movies like forget everything you knew like anything could happen kind of thing and i think that they did they basically like did such a great job throwing like all of those expectations away but also establishing like their own new kind of like storyline on top of that and new like set of characters essentially like the core four which i really like that was very cute like you like know what they're doing but i'm like oh that's so cool like yeah and like i I guess like me as the audience like i was like totally like fine with accepting this like new group per se like i don't know like it didn't feel like too forced or anything but i think it's because we had that like previous movie that was like okay we know them we're not like just being like hey there's these brand new people and you're supposed to accept them right away i like that you know we kind of like survived with them in the past movie and we're like okay yeah this is the core four now and they survived this movie so we're ready to like you know move on with them and set them up as like the new set of like main characters but yeah, how did you feel about, like, that setup of, like, the core four, but also, like, kind of setting up, I guess, like, the two sisters to, like, stand in for, like, I guess, Nev Campbell's, like, character, essentially, but it's a newer type of relationship. And also, like, I, I want to bring up Kirby now, because, like, she's kind of being set up as, like, a new legacy character. So, yeah, how did you feel about all these setups? Um, So the core four was very funny, very cute. I love, again, like... It also establishing that meta-ness of like everyone knows in horror films they have these like core people that always live but another funny part about the whole core four thing it, it was really funny because i it was like probably the scene before the whole ending scene but they talk about like oh yeah we're the core four ha 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 and then like a scene later fucking chad gets stabbed like a hundred million times i'm like <laughs> oh shit times, like yeah, I, yeah like but, it was yeah. crazy he gets stabbed so many times you're like, oh shit, the core four doesn't matter. But then as we know at the end, he survives and it seems like he's going to do better. But yeah, I love that. I love that the, there's like a core four. But it also kind of like is interesting to see how Scream 7 is going to be with kind of having that name over that group because now we kind of could expect, could expect or not expect them to survive, all of them to survive. But that could also just be a red herring or something that they that Matt and Tyler could just totally switch up on us. But then like thinking about Scream One, Two and Three and Four, we kinda had the same three, like Dewey, Courtney, and Sydney. So maybe that could work out. Maybe it is the core four and they're gonna be surviving forever. I don't know. We 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 don't know. We could only guess. I do like the sisters kinda having their arc together and kind of replacing Courtney and Nev both simultaneously because I feel like um, they're kind of setting them both up as like two final girls except one final girl which again is kind of breaking that meta of a final girl it's final girls now and also too i love the complexity of them now i think um number five we kind of didn't have as much of um, a build-up with uh, jenna's character just because she was kind of in the hospital for most of the time 
and more on Melissa Burr's character, which uh, we had to spend a lot with Scream 5 with. <laughs> um, Scream 6, this one, Melissa Barrera is actually, wasn't that bad. I kind of like, fine. she was better to this round. Like I didn't, I was no negative feelings for her. I think she did a pretty good job. No negative feelings. <laughs> but I do, <laughs> damn, I'll let you talk. Sorry. I'm good. <laughs> I'll let you, uh, you know, <laughs> talk about your grievances. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I think that relationship and those characters individually are also getting very complex. Where we have Melissa Barrera's, like, always still trying to fight with um, Billy Loomis and her sort of past. What seems like kind of like mild schizophrenia where she's kind of seeing this person and seeing these thoughts. And then you kind of hear her kind of want to murder where she's talking to the therapist like oh it felt so good like it felt so right and then she's like well i didn't say anything i was gonna do anything and things like that that nature and sort of like how i think the internet and this movie in particular really played a part for melissa barry's character where she's built up as this villain that actually murdered everyone orchestrated everything and had that rumor spread around her and, and that sort of like builds what her character may be in the future whether it's someone that like people actually got right where they're kind of accusing her of these things or her killer instincts actually kicking in in a bad or negative way or good and negative way and then we have uh jenna ortega's character where we kind of see her have a love interest have a life have her deal with the repercussions of scream 5 how she constantly wants to escape that sort of like final girl narrative and and that uh that like iconic girl narrative where now that she survived this horrific thing, she's constantly going to be followed by that legacy of Ghostface and those killers. And she's honestly just trying to live a normal life, which I think is a, a fantastic story with her. Because I think in the previous ones, like Nev, of course, kind of touched upon it, or Sydney did, where she like is constantly watching her back. The third one, she lives in the boonies. Um, but I think with Jenna, she's actually trying to live a normal life regardless of what happened to her. And she's trying to live her like life that she wants apart from like, what people want her to do which is go away and live somewhere isolated get away from the town whatever whatever she's trying to live the life that she wants to which again is another fantastic arc and story for her and i do love their little little sister bonding now they are like both like killing these people and killing them like as a sister group which is fun but yeah i guess you had something to say about melissa barrera but how do you feel about <laughs> you know that sister duo and, and i those characters and I forgot to ch- touch up on Kirby, but I'll do that after you talk about your side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll keep it short. She was she was not bad. I expected her to be worse. I think she improved a little, if anything. I think I noticed her acting more so when she's next to like Jenna Ortega, but I feel like I'm also ah, biased. That's at actually this interesting. Point. That's an interesting point. Okay, go on. Go on. <laughs> I don't know as, just especially in the beginning just like when they were having like their conflict and we see the two of them like really going at it like like you know really expressing their acting chops and I'm like damn I feel I almost feel bad for Melissa in this scene because <laughs> it's she's like being outperformed essentially but you know the whole but she I think she held her own like throughout the whole movie which good for her because she is one of the faces of this franchise but I am happy Jenna Ortega is helping her carry this franchise because I don't know if she could have done it alone like I don't know that's funny um, you said that because I yeah, feel like gonna say? Um, oh I feel like now you brought that up that's probably why I don't I didn't hate Melissa as much because she was always paired with Jenna which who I like a lot as an actress <laughs> and as a character like I wonder if like she was putting just up by like, association yeah, <laughs> yeah she must be all right if she's hanging with that Jenna ortega person she must be okay like i think she was putting up like a screen for me like to like not hate her as much which is kind of funny so that you funny. pointed out because they're always together so like the only times they weren't together was like therapists and whatever and her with a guy but very minimal time together which i'm like huh i don't hate her as much as the fifth one and i think the fifth one was just like kind of solely on melissa so it's funny that you said that because yeah. maybe maybe Jenna's giving a, giving us a screen to like like Melissa more, which is really funny. Strategic on the writer or director's parts, you know, they were like, "We gotta put him in the same room the whole movie." Don't we leave need him a, alone. We need to soften, soften the blow of Melissa with Jenna. We need to. Do <laughs> yeah, I know, else. yeah. Because like outside of this movie, Jenna, I feel like is more famous than she is at this point. 
Which is, like, very interesting, too. Like, how do you, like, balance, like, the fame? Like, Jenna's essentially, like, not the main, main character, but, you know, I guess we'll see with, like, the new, the next movie. Maybe she's she'll be a main, main character, but she yeah. still felt more like a side character for this one up until the end, basically. To that point, too, like, Jenna's pretty busy now, so I wonder how that's going to affect her that's role true. in Scream. Which is kind of unfortunate. Like, I'm glad she's busy and everything, but I really like her in Scream, so I hope she um, stays in the franchise. Um, I also heard she's, like, a big horror fan, so maybe that's sort of her way of, like, keeping in tune with, like, what she loves, which is horror. And she continues to do the films, but I guess we'll see in the future and see what other projects she has lined up. Um, but I do hope she continues with, with, uh, with Scream. One last thing, yeah. I, I just, like, to add on to that, I feel like I feel like she will stick with it. I'm optimistic. Just because, like, it's a franchise also she's like an actress she probably wants like a just a solid consistent job like this is gonna be like pumped out every like two years or so i don't know who knows she's busy that's though. true good for that her. is true yeah yeah and i feel like since she's a horror fan i think she'd stick with it like someone who's a horror fan loves this franchise and loves you know just acting in this and yeah that's true it also gives her a, a consistent job but yeah, we also mentioned um, someone who returned, which was Kirby, Hidden Panettiere, coming back. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about her character? How do you feel about her coming back? How do you feel about her performance? How do you feel about Hidden Panettiere slash Kirby's return? I think I liked the idea of her coming back more so than like the execution. I don't know. Like I, I like. I was like, okay, she's like an FBI, like person now like that's cool i guess but i just like have a problem with like her personality basically like completely changing from like the fourth movie to this movie and i'm like what happened like i know she joined the fbi but her persona is like totally different she was like the cool girl like you know in the group like she that was the problem was trying she, joined to be, like, the, a, she became an op and became lame as hell that's I what was know. a big problem she was <laughs> Like, was she supposed... Like, I'm trying to, like, think. Like, this is, by the way, the only thing I'd rewrite about this. Like, her character. I'm like, how would you rewrite her to be cooler? Like, should she have been, like, a private investigator or something? Maybe. I don't know. That sounds cooler. Or a detective. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the execution. I'm... We'll see with the next movie or next installments, like how she'll be. I have a feeling she'll return probably. How did you feel? I 100% agree. <laughs> like I liked, I, <laughs> I honestly wasn't like super stoked about the idea of her returning. I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm glad that she survived, blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, her return wasn't executed well, I think. I think they, like the directors or the writers or whatever, were kind of confused on how to portray her where she's like, she kind of feels like a Dewey. She kind of feels like a Gale. She kind of feels like them mixed together. Like, that's kind of how they're trying to portray her, where she's, like, someone who's kind of cocky, kind of, like, overstepping sometimes or just being, like, over-talking, I guess, where kind of Gale does that, where she's, like, overstepping in her news research, being overly cocky about, like, how good she is. Like, I felt like that was, like, what Kirby was turning into was, like, a confident Dewey, but felt like a Gale. Um... <laughs> I don't know. It was very, yeah. It was just very weird. Like I don't know if I, <laughs> it didn't feel right, and I kind of like stopped liking her character. Like, like you said, the fourth one, she was someone that was really, really cool, and someone that was like very, very funny too. She like knew all the movies and the, knew all yeah. the movies, and she's like a movie nerd. And like the only time like she flexed that was like with what was her name, Mindy. She only like was able to like flex it with Mindy. Yeah, and that was like the only scene which was like, all right, that's cool, I guess, but not really. But I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see how she got, turns into in the later series and yeah. later movies. Like, that's all we could ever do. But as of now, Kirby isn't that cool. <laughs> Kirby, I don't like her that much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't as fleshed out for her. Maybe also, too, that might maybe be part of Maybe they'll try again. Too. Yeah, maybe they'll reset there. Maybe they'll figure it out. Yeah, reset, reset, Kirby. Yeah, give, her, give her a new job. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Give her, I don't, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give her a reset or something. I do feel like Private Detective would have been cooler. I think that would have been fun to see. 
Right. Um, like, yeah, because I feel like that's more like yeah, badass, yeah. you know, yeah. other than being like an organized op, right? right? Like being in an uh, like organized FBI <laughs> organized unit. Organized op. <laughs> organized op. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see for the future of the films. Speaking of future of the films, I think it was really funny and very interesting because I'd never really thought of Scream like this, but Scream as a franchise and how they emphasize that sort of meta in this film. Because it is true now with the amount of movies they have, six films going to be seven. Yeah, yeah. It's now a franchise. And I just wanted to like, talk to you about how you feel about it, how it pars up to other horror franchises, and how do you feel about the future of the franchise. So just to give it in perspective with other horror franchises and slashers, we have Friday the 13th, which has 12 movies. Jesus Christ. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, seven movies. That's a Halloween, lot. 13 <laughs> movies. Halloween, Halloween has 13 movies. That's a That's lot. That's didn't, uh, didn't know that yeah. was that many. Wow. <laughs> Alien, eight films, which makes sense because they had like a lot of spinoffs and stuff like that. Um, Conjuring, three films. I don't know if you call that a franchise yet. It's not really there. I don't know. Not like Scream. Maybe not um, yet. There's going to be a fourth one, so yeah. officially uh, yeah. it will be a franchise. Yeah. True, true, true. And then we have Chucky with eight films. And I just like, I, I was comparing it in my head when I was writing this list down. So like Scream has six going to seven and most of the films are actually pretty good. Like I, maybe like three or your three is actually your favorite which is kind of funny but a lot of the films <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> not to throw you on the bus there but um, a lot of the movies are some of people's favorites like if you ask anyone's list it could be you know six is their favorite five is their favorite four is their favorite three is their favorite two is their favorite one is their favorite any of those could be their favorite and it's funny because even the black sheep three still has a lot of love and i'm just like comparing as regards to like love of the franchise how well it's doing like in retrospect having six to seven films and doing fine where like all of them are decent enough to for people to like is pretty impressive because i feel like when you look at like friday 13 12 movies like i i haven't heard anyone like mention like their favorite series or favorite a like ranking movie from, <laughs> yeah i haven't seen a ranking that's like consistent to like where all the movies could be someone's favorite it's always like this is where you could stop this is where you could skip this is where you could do that um <laughs> nightmare on the elm street is fantastic like is a good s- franchise but again a lot of bad sequels i literally watched all of them except for the remake all kind of terrible but fun because of robert england <laughs> um and then like the last movie is probably the best one of the best which is like new nightmare halloween like they had to retcon the whole last like <laughs> whole last franchise they had like they made like the first one and then the new one that came out recently doesn't even like recognize the other like 11 movies so it's like damn you just, you kind of like the oh, Halloween i didn't know that yeah, damn yeah like holly the Halloween franchise doesn't even like their own franchise alien i heard is pretty rocky conjuring is on the way to being good i mean three that's pretty good for the most part. i think it's pretty good yeah, yeah. it's good it's getting solid it's going in the yeah. right place right right place chucky yeah. i've only seen yeah. one of them or two of them and they're fine um, need to see the other ones but i just think in my head like scream is like pretty good like, like i think it's probably the top like horror franchise comparatively just the way that like how their movies have aged how their movies have been favorited and, and how people like each one differently i just want to talk to you about like how you feel about that compared to like other horror franchises like how do you feel about screams like ranking and respect with these and then how do you feel about the future of this franchise because it is now a franchise which is kind of crazy to say this is yeah this is a great point to bring up and like great to like compare it to like these other franchises because i also did not like think about scream in this way yeah i think you're totally right scream i feel like in terms of like quality of like the movies within the franchise yeah they're like all pretty good like i know like scream 3 is like totally hated on like it's not a good movie but it's my favorite like but like that also speaks to like i guess like the quality as well i don't know it's so beloved i feel like each movie gives such a variety it it's aware of itself like it knows it needs to be like different from like the last movie you get like six different flavors now but you have you still have like common themes and common tropes and like things to look forward to like the opening sequence i feel like none of these other movies have like you know those established patterns 
or none of these franchises have like that as established of a pattern and also like you know is aware that it needs like what it needs to like be to survive as a franchise i guess i don't know yeah i feel like scream was in the hands of like very talented people who respected it and knew what it was so i'm happy that it made it this far with like good quality movies and in terms of future it's it's looking pretty hopeful right now because i think it's in good hands currently and if it does pass on to like whoever the next i guess like director or director pair is i feel like they will also respect it just because of like this legacy it's looking up i don't know i'm very optimistic in this episode (laughs) but yeah how do you how do you feel about its future yeah uh, the sixth one like kind of blew me away in the spec like the aspect of like them doing different things them still like making us think making us like think on our feet i think this movie like really gave me more hope for the franchise and more for like the sequels because like they really know what they're doing they obviously have a story in mind and i hope they stick to it and i hope it's a good story but i'm very like happy about the future i'm really stoked about it and as regards to like them powering up to horror other horror franchises i haven't seen a lot of them but right now they're doing pretty well like i think bar for bar film for film like the worst people can say is that like three's bad or whatever is objectively not a good movie but still like people still rewatch it people still you know you it's your favorite like i still have fun with it too even though i know like it's not one of my favorites um a lot of people still have fun with it and and that too the scream franchise has a really high replayability i think um there are so many people now, especially at our age and our generation, that constantly come back to Scream, the two, the three, the four, the five, the six. They constantly rewatch it. I constantly rewatch it and have fun with it. And I think that's sort of something that helps them out as well, where they are a memorable franchise because of people still watching it like today, last week, for Halloween, and for other occasions that matter. I think it's very, very hopeful, and I'm, I'm very stoked about it. One thing I want to talk about that wasn't included in the film was our beloved Nev Campbell. Sydney Prescott not being in it, the final girl for, what, four or five movies? She wasn't in it. The story goes is that she wasn't being paid enough. She felt like her presence wasn't valued high enough for what she was being paid for. So altogether, she wasn't in it. And they played this, that sort of absence for Sydney is her, like, she was her, was like, just running, not running away, but, um, being safe and having her like quote unquote happy ending um, said by Gail. But I just want to talk to you about it. Like, how do you feel about her not being in the film? How did that affect the film? And then how would the film be affected if she was in it, in your opinion? Yeah, I think, I think at first, like when the news broke out and she wasn't getting quote unquote, like she felt like she wasn't being valued enough for like, presence in this film i think i took her side more but i obviously don't know the whole story but then i think seeing the movie now i feel like they did well without her presence honestly and like to me like the way this movie was written and the way like the franchise is headed i think it's almost good she wasn't in it because i think it made melissa brera's and like jenna ortega's like characters and the core four generally i feel like it kind of made their own story like stronger emotionally because we weren't like still tied to like you know nev campbell and like like even though gail was there i think her presence wasn't like strong enough to like i guess like i guess compete with like i guess the emotional factor of like the two main characters it just like played into it but yeah i feel like I don't know. I feel like if she was in the movie, th- I think things would have turned out kind of differently. I think it would have been a totally different movie, to be honest. But yeah, like, I don't know. Like, if I'm happy she wasn't in it or if I'm not happy, I feel kind of neutral about it. Because I, I feel like at this point, regardless if she was or wasn't in it, it would have been a good movie um, because of how this movie panned out. But yeah, like, how how did you feel about, like, her non-presence um at first i was kind of bummed about it but then like first off seeing the movie but also like hearing about the news and then kind of thinking about five i think one of five's biggest problems was kind of having the legacy characters there i think that over overshadowed these new people that are trying to bring in it overshadowed that storyline 
overshadowed the emotional investment. And although I do love Sydney Prescott and Ev Campbell, uh, I think her presence in this film, like, I feel like it would have changed a lot, like you said. And I don't know if it'd be the same movie that we love. Um, and it, like, in all honesty, too, I wasn't like missing her when I was watching the film. I was just like, oh yeah, like it's going on, and 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 that too. Legacy characters, like even I've talked to people about Gail and like how even Sophia too, her, her presence in this film, they wanted Gail to die. A lot of people wanted her to die because they either don't like her or they're just kind of like over Damn. her for her being in the the film. <laughs> yeah. Like they wanted her to die, and I think that sort of feeling, and also like I know Nev Campbell in particularly in particular said that she didn't want sydney to die at all just because of how much she represents like survivors and 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 in that sense like i really agree with that and i respect that and i hope i would hope and i yeah. expect the directors to respect that as well um so with that being in mind and, and knowing that like i don't want her to die and i don't want that to be her legacy so her absence in this film was like was kind of fine in my opinion and, and the idea of these legacy characters is still staying in the film almost kind of hinder it like i like i wouldn't be mad if gail died either like i do love gail in some weird way i don't know why i love her so much i think it's nostalgia but i just love her being in the movies it's really funny <laughs> um but if she did die as well i think again like it would fall into the directors trying to build something new and, and starting off with these new fresh characters but with gail alive and and then bringing back kirby i think they have a way of still keeping these legacy characters alive but also still having fun with them so even if gail is in the next one which would be really funny and if kirby's the next one i think they know how to sort of move these legacy characters around the new characters and building a, a better future for the franchise and even if they have to kill them off if they need to but yeah i like i was pretty bummed that she wasn't in it but if she was in it obviously it'd affect a lot of the character development the sister duo or whatever may have you but yeah i'd like i like i said like i love her character but i don't want the legacy to be ruined as as nev campbell wants and and sort of that sort of legacy for that but yeah I, like i i don't know i think it was fine i was neutral about it like you like you as well um i wasn't too affected by it and yeah so i think from there how do you feel about sort of the killer's motives i think the killer's motives we kind of touch upon each movie but i think this one is kind of interesting because it sort of commentates on like destroying someone online quote-unquote um the murder family was saying like it's not enough to murder someone anymore you have to kill their character too how do you feel about that commentary and how do you feel about like the presence of reddit they also mentioned letterbox which is funny um and the presence of like social <laughs> media and like how do you feel about like this sort of commentary i guess you can say yeah i mean the murder fam in general was like I, st I think I'm still trying to think about like how I felt in that moment about them. I didn't like love it, but I also didn't hate it. I, I think I'm like completely neutral on like that reveal of like who ghost face or ghost faces were. I think it's cool that it was like a family affair. I think the reveal is like so funny because like me as like the audience and also Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega, we all kind of like had a very, very slow realization of like why this is happening, who they, they are. And they were like, oh, Richie, like, oh yeah, that guy totally forgot. So I love that that was like parallel in real life too. It's like the directors knew we'd be like, oh yeah i forgot about richie like yeah that makes sense um and we're all just like going along with it and totally fine with it despite the fact that we like don't care about him anymore but and like not yeah anyways yeah i like that throughout the movie like you know M melissa barrera what the hell's her sam carpenter sam is being destroyed like online like consistently and like her character in the movie and her character like emotionally is being also like destroyed um and i like that i liked seeing how it affected her like the emotional toll because that allowed her to you know like break down more and more as a character but then also explode at the end so that was very cool i think it's interesting because it's not 
totally lies because she does have some psychosis happening. <laughs> she is struggling with some murderous instincts. Um, so that'll be interesting to see in the next installment. But I do like how the internet played a role in this um, and how much it can affect like people's perception. It's very timely, I think. I I like that it wasn't too much. Did you feel like it was too much? I didn't feel like it was too much. They were getting there though. I was like, oh, okay, if they mention this one more time, I'm gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> they mentioned it um, one more time. <laughs> I'm like, ah. I think they handled it pretty well. Like, I think whenever movies nowadays mention cancel culture or social media or poisonous, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think they handled it in a way that like it wasn't cringy or wasn't like over the top. They're just kind of like, oh yeah, nowadays you don't need to murder someone; you can just murder them online, and that's sort of like also connected to the whole movie where Melissa or Sam Carpenter is getting harassed for these theories, rumors that were portrayed upon her, and then sort of her blowing up at the end. Um, but I think they um, executed pretty well because I think if they just said like you have to cancel them now, or they said something wrong, like over the line I'm like ah if they man. said cancel yeah yeah if they yeah. said cancel some, yeah mention, which is crazy yeah yeah it's just, I don't know it's just cringy like I don't, I don't like when people like when movies mention it but the way they phrased it and said it was pretty good and also too they didn't like hammer it in they're just kind of like yeah we said those rumors yeah we should kill like we need to kill the character online too and that's like kind of it which is kind of funny because a lot of the motives or reasons why people kill in screams are kind of like not as important and they've established that with every movie and and also like right? still yeah. kind of connects here where like oh yeah they just kind of wanted to cancel her all right cool and they kind of just moved on and we kind of moved on too where like yeah if they said something wrong we'd be like uh but we're just kind of like oh yeah they just wanted to like make her life a building hell but yeah it's just funny that we kind of like kind of skim past that we also skim past that like richie was a killer before right is, <laughs> yeah. it's, so, it's, like, it's oh, interesting because yeah. like <laughs> the unravel of that motive and stuff like that was like really really good but also kind of like it was a slow burn in a in a short time because we're we're like realizing too like oh who's their brother oh fuck it's richie the person that he she killed and like kind of connecting the dots with her and connecting dots with the movie was a interesting pace i think like it kind of like worked in our in their favor where it like, totally matched yeah yeah right know. isn't like, it weird that like, like we didn't yeah. we weren't like as caring for him but we still like oh that's right she did kill her their son that's why she's mad <laughs> and totally were f and it was fine like we totally went with it we're like ah yeah oh yeah now let's see you act crazy yeah yeah that <laughs> yeah, craziness let's go um, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something that i forgot to mention earlier but the motive of the killers the screams and uh, ghost faces wanting to kill her because of their son dying is like an exact it is exact reason of the pre of scream 2 of why right yeah, <laughs> yeah like was being hunted <laughs> um and it's just funny like looking at the similarities of scream 2 in this one the fact that scream 6 is essentially like a a, a remake scream 2 i love that like they kind of connect that those two movies together but not completely copying it like kind of like what Star Wars did with the new new tri uh, trio, which we'll talk about mm -hmm. that in another episode, different episode, mm -hmm. you know. That's a um, touchy. That's a, that's a touchy, <laughs> touchy subject. subject. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this movie wasn't like a carbon copy of Scream Two. It was a blueprint of Scream Two, but said in a, such a different way. Where even if we like made the, if even if more people made those sort of conclusions and connections, it wouldn't affect their viewpoint of it because it still was their own movie, even if it was similar to scream 2 they're all in college they do even like the de broad daylight scene where they have the phone and try to trace the yeah. phone they had the van like, it was like they a had throwback. Many, yeah they had so many similarities and throwbacks and connections to scream 2 where like it's like oh shit it's kind of funny that they're mirroring it but in their own way and creating a movie in their own way but still having scream 2 as the blueprint which is really fun but saying that we get into what we kind of already talked about already uh the rewriter's corner yeah, yeah. <laughs> carmela is there anything you yeah, want to just... add subtract <laughs> subtract want to see um <laughs> but if, if it's just kirby then just yeah i guess it's just kirby huh it's pretty uh, pretty much like i i tried to think of anything outside of this and i couldn't and yeah i don't know this one just sticks out the most to me just like give her a new job i don't know like 
I don't know. Like, maybe she turns crazy. Like, I kind of want her to be the wild card at this point. Wild card legacy character. Shows up. You don't know how she's going to act. Is she the murderer every time? Or not every time. Will she be the murderer every time? Who knows? But yeah, that'll be fun. That might be fun. Who knows? What do you think about that? Wild yeah. card legacy. Wild Since card th- Kirby th- rolls th- off the tongue, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, as a part of rewriters, that's also the thing that stuck out like a sore thumb. Like the rest of the movie I love, don't want to rewrite it, don't want to change anything. Um, just Kirby just fell off to me. And I think it'd be fun to have uh, a wild card legacy character too, where we always trust legacy characters, but now maybe Kirby could flip a switch, could do something different. Maybe something changes in her. I don't know. I feel like Kirby does need a change in my opinion. Like, I'm glad fans are excited about her and glad that, like, she came back and all those, like, internet theories are true of her coming back. But, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, something needs to be changed about her. Or she needs to die! <laughs> Just kidding. Well, she... Yeah. <laughs> kind of. She kind of needs to die. Maybe. Like, it, I don't know. <laughs> it'd be fun if, like, Seven starts off with her death. Like, that's the intro scene where she dies, you know? Like, it's like, oh, shit. That's such a, like, heartbreaking thing. Whatever, whatever. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to get rid of her right away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Scream seven, like <laughs> first five You're minutes like, yeah, out. Opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last two things I kind of want to touch upon is one: what can they possibly do next? And two: what is your scream ranking now with the sixth film in the rotation Ooh, of dang. the scream franchise? Uh, I feel like they could still follow like. Um, if they kind of follow the blueprint of Scream 2, they could possibly follow Scream 3's blueprint. Just because it's following the similar timeline. Like, you know, this one was in college. The next one, like, you know, they have jobs. They're, like, out in the world. I feel like they'll be in a different city, if not Woodsboro. That would be so funny if it was Hollywood. <laughs> and... Exactly like the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, that would be so funny. But, yeah, like... I think it's definitely going to follow their, like, life path, like, as they age, of course. Um, So whatever comes after, like, maybe Jenna gets a job somewhere doing whatever. Melissa Barrera's, you know, I don't know. What if she's, like, suddenly a mother? Like, what would you think of that? She just, like, has a family. That'd be crazy. With hot hot boy what? dang that'd be crazy okay i, mean, I kind of hope and that. they just oh. they kill the babies whoa that's brutal oh, dang. <laughs> that's brutal dang they got a whole family to worry about now who knows maybe we'll see that'll be exciting as for my ranking i don't know man i think six is definitely up there if like top four probably like i don't know where but it's it's up there like that's how good i feel about it that's pretty that's a big deal i feel if you need time to think i could say what what they could possibly do next because i want like an actual list i don't want you ballparking i want like well bam well bam well bam well bam <sighs> fine 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 okay okay, okay. yeah okay. say say your ideas <laughs> for the next movie <laughs> um <laughs> What they could possibly do next? I don't know. Your, your turn, Crunch Kenny. <laughs> Back to you, Carmelo. Um, <laughs> Back to your ranking. <laughs> honestly, I don't know. But I think as of right now, they obviously have a right formula. Like, that was what I was going into with this film. Like, what could they possibly do where I'm going to be... Ser- That's why I had my, like, expectations so low. Because I was like, what... Yeah, what could they possibly do? What are they going to, like, talk about? Like, how are they going to give the meta-ness of this film... If they have all the things said already, like what could they possibly even commentate on now? And that's where like this movie shocked me and sort of like was like, oh shit, that's what they're talking about now. <laughs> that's what they're going to talk about is like being a franchise and, and how that franchise works and the people in the franchise. So even though like I, I don't know what they could do next, I, I still have faith in it. Like I think it's just crazy because how well this film did, I'm just in awe and like and just so in shock because like one of these movies have to be bad right like they can't all be good like this is where like <laughs> i'm getting even more worried you're about waiting the for next it to one. be bad yeah because yeah. it's like it's so good like that's that's why like number six when i watched it i was just so shocked because i was like this can't be good like 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 when i before i watched it, i was kind of like having low expectations because it's like all the movies can't be good like all the movies have to have a bad point like i don't know 
who has a perfect franchise or who has a perfect run um but eventually they're gonna have to like have a bad movie so like in my head that's why i was so scared of it low expectations and even going into seven which like hasn't even been filmed yet i don't think i'm still kind of on edge of like is this going to be good or very very bad because at some point they need to have that point of like a bad film i don't know how do you feel about that and did you figure out your ranking this is this ranking so hard like i'm so torn between the position of four and five but i i feel like arguably harry potter the harry potter franchise was had pretty a oh, solid run i feel like that's a good point that's a good point like like they're all like because they're all like different flavors you know and they all like kind of aged like up with like the maturity of the audience too so i feel like this could have a similar vibe like those are obviously two very different franchises but you know like i don't know like you know like the way i guess harry potter like has every movie set in a different like the themes are different like even though and there's a common thread i don't know what i'm saying right now but i'm trying to compare harry potter to freaking scream right now (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah anyways like just as a franchise as a whole as a franchise i feel like harry potter like you can pick out like your least favorite but i wouldn't say anyone is like particularly horrible and i'm hoping that'll be the same for scream you know there's some that are like not as good but there's not one where I'm like, oh, this was complete trash, because I think they're all pretty good. So yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, how do you feel about Harry Potter compared to? <laughs> how do I feel about Harry Sp- Potter? <laughs> <laughs> um, good point. I think that's a really good point. I think people rewatch the whole series like front to back, um, and even though there are bad, like not bad ones, but weaker ones, people still like it, and I think it's not something that's like a, a damaging hole in there. But I think I, I kind of get what you're saying with that thread being connected of it's still Harry Potter. And even with the worst ones they could possibly have, it's still good for them and still connected to the series as well. And I kind of like I kind of agree with you. Like, I hope they have a Harry Potter run. But if they do have a Harry Potter run, Harry Potter stopped at eight films. So if they go to nine, the nine one has to be terrible. Like they can't like, you know, keep up nine films of being good. Right. Like there has to be like a break in between or something you know Ah, i don't know i don't know we'll see i guess we'll have to see but (laughs) with that do you have a ranking now carmela do you have a solid ranking that you're interesting positive and confident with i think so i think so okay so it's three one six four five two Ooh, in the top Three, six, woo! You too, same exact second and yeah. third and last. Four, yeah, for mine, it's gonna be four, one, six, five, three, and two. Um, after seeing, after, like, I always forget three is your top one, and that, like, I always, like, get scared <laughs> at the end, like, oh shit, what was it gonna be? What's gonna be? I was like, oh yeah, it's three and two, because that's what I'm really saving. Like, it's, it's a lot harder. Like, it's better to have, like, five in top four than <laughs> be five in top two. Like, I'm like, oh no, what if I don't like it that much? Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like five yeah, is in a yeah. good spot because of three and two, and I get scared of yours because three right. is so high. We're like, I'm just like, oh no, but then I realize three's <laughs> you your favorite. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> So I guess with our rankings, it's safe to say that we're both excited for Scream 7. Is it going to be really good? Is it really bad? I don't know. Really, really scared about that. But maybe Scream 7 will subvert our expectations like 6 has done. Maybe they'll hit it out of the park once again. We can only hope. But with that, this has been our episode on our ever-loving franchise that we love and and love to watch and rewatch and all that. This has been our episode on Scream 6. Prayers for Scream 7. You know, thoughts and prayers. Hopefully it's good. But yeah, thank you all for listening. My name is Josh Sanditro, and you can follow me on Instagram at TheSpaceWolf. And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at Kat Malau. And you can follow Watch It Sound on Instagram at Watch It Sound, along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if any of those apps have the option to like, comment, subscribe, including social media, commenting, reposting, liking, favoriting 
whatever platform you're on that is able to do that. Any of those will help the algorithm help us out. Um, and if for the people that do that already, we see you, thank you, and appreciate you. We also have a program on Anchor called Listener Supporter, which helps you subscribe any dollar amount. Only if you're able to, of course. That would help us a lot as well. But with that, thank you for listening, everybody. And keep on watching for your expectations to be subverted. Because maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. We don't know. Ah.